Hello and welcome to the Journeys to Wellness podcast. This podcast is called Understanding and Transforming Grief and it is all about just that. We give our kind of own definition of grief, what it is, what it means, how it affects our bodies and our minds and also understanding that it is a completely normal and important process and part of being human. So we discuss about validating and understanding that this is a completely normal thing. We give some amazing tools and tips to support you with grief and grief can be anything. It's not necessarily just losing a loved one or a pet, but it could even be any change in your life that causes some sort of emotion, which could be even moving house, school or country. It could be losing a job or it could even be getting out of a relationship that maybe wasn't good for you or a change that you know is going to be positive yet there's still some grieving for something in the past and all of these tools that we give allow you to support yourself in transforming this grief into something positive reframing it and realizing maybe what we learn or what we're grateful for from that experience and that that has made us into the wise and maybe more kind and compassionate person that we are today we also talk about the incredible importance of community with grief there's the saying a problem shared is a problem halved and we talk about some of the science behind that and how important that is in whatever way that looks for you whether that's with friends families in a group in your community or even with a therapist so i really hope you enjoy this podcast and i'm super grateful for all of you that have been giving us such good feedback about the podcast i'm so happy that it is supporting you in your own life it's just super cool to hear so thank you so much for listening for commenting and sending your feedback i really hope you enjoy this podcast on understanding and transforming grief and so today in this podcast we're going to talk about grief and i was just talking to jane before we started and we would essentially define it as like this is also based on the dictionary definition of it as well but just a deep sadness or emotional pain that can be from any change in your life and to give a couple of examples of those it could be a breakup it could be the death of someone that you know someone that you love even just someone that you see on the news or like whatever that is it's still normal to feel some grief around that it could be the loss of a pet as well it could be moving house if you're young it could be moving school or it could be moving country it could be losing a job any change that you essentially feel this emotion about almost this feeling of loss or it could even be from for example if you were in a like toxic relationship that you knew wasn't good for you and you finally make that move and get out of it it could still be normal to feel some grief there that wow even though i know this is the absolute right thing to do or it could be as well quitting your job this job didn't allow me the freedom to spend time with my family or do what i really want to do but it can still be normal maybe there were some things we really liked some people we liked at our job or maybe there were some things in the relationship some qualities of this person that we really liked so it can be normal to feel this 
grieving process. And so Jane, would you maybe be able to talk a little bit more about grief and then we'll get into maybe how you help like someone who's coming to you that is experiencing grief, sort of what advice or tools you would give to support with that process. Thanks Luke, yes, and you've summed up grief really, really well, that it can be so many different things to so many different people. And I just, as you were saying it, I was reminded of when I was about 12 years old and I went away for the weekend to stay with a friend. And when I came back home, my parents, without telling me, had redecorated our dining room. Yeah. So the old carpet was gone, the fireplace was gone, it had been completely redone and... It looked nice, but I felt huge grief for the old floral carpet (laughs) and the old wallpaper because it was very comforting and I'd grown up in that environment and there was a heaviness, a deep sadness and I remember coming home and bursting into tears when I saw this new room that my parents were so proud and pleased (laughs) to show me. And they got really angry at me and very much invalidated my grief. And I don't bear them any ill will or anything. They didn't know in those days about validating emotions. But one of the first things I think is for us, if we do have a deeply grief-filled experience, whether it is a loss of a pet, a loved one, a job, a relationship, whether it's a good one or a bad one, we are allowed to feel what we feel. Mm. If I feel a heaviness, a sadness, an upsetness, a feeling of deep distress, I am allowed to feel that and I don't need to push it away. In fact, pushing it away, pushing it down can be just like shaking up fizz, fizzy in a bottle and then you take the lid off and it can explode out as anger, self-destructive behavior, overeating, over drinking. Yeah, yeah, like as we talked about as well, it could lead to like some maybe unhealthy coping mechanisms like, yeah. oh, I'm feeling all this and oh, I, I shouldn't be feeling this. So you try to like shut it down by drinking, taking drugs, eating, going on your phone all day or all of these things like these distracting things. And so like you're saying just to know that it's not just an important process, but it's a completely normal process. And often to our rational mind, it might not make sense. For example, like why would a redecorating a room necessarily if you look at it rationally it's not necessarily like obviously maybe your parents weren't thinking like that Jane might be upset but in our kind of emotional brain or our emotional body it's on this really deep level and these things can really affect us and it's not to say that we need to I don't know what would have helped me in that moment would be would have been to have some validation to to have someone say to me oh i know it is this is really hard for you this is really hard and i can see it's really hard because you're really upset and 
and let's just let's just talk about how the old room was. What did it mean to you? Yeah. What did it represent for you? And to uh, to allow me to have normal grief around that, small as it may have seemed to my parents or to many other people, it was huge for me. Yeah. And it was very unexpected. And that's when grief can be um, more lasting or have a, a deeper, more powerful effect is when we don't get warning. Yeah. When a loved one maybe dies suddenly, let's say, there's no lead up. We haven't had any chance to prepare ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like you're saying, it's almost <clears throat> rather than trying to cover it over, it's just making space for what's there and allowing ourselves to feel that grief, even if in our mind there might be thoughts like, oh, you shouldn't be feeling this or like this isn't right to feel. That was such a small thing. Why am I feeling this way? It's to know, or if it's a big thing as well, to know that it's okay and that it's completely normal. Yes. Yeah. And so maybe that would be like the first step or first tip, like just to accept and acknowledge that grief is a part of life. It's a part of being human. It's completely normal. And I would say everyone feels it. And so once we acknowledge that and kind of understand that, what would sort of be some next steps for Mm. maybe? Yeah, yeah, next steps are are important because if we just stay in that grief state and don't do anything else, it can be a really, really, it can bring us down further and further. What I would say uh, uh, with grief, whether it is a beloved pet or a beloved uh, family member or very good friend, I just want to say for many people, we can often feel some anger towards that person. Why Why didn't they eat better? Or why didn't they do more exercise? Or why didn't they... Whatever. We can... This is normal for us to start feeling angry not not everyone feels this way but some people do and then to just know we don't need to beat ourselves up around that it is a normal reaction towards a loved a loved one to to feel that and and also maybe if, if it's um, someone that you've known for a very very long time it may even bring up past hurts around what happened with that person. Even if all of those have been resolved and you love that person now, just the fact of the possibility of losing them can bring up all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And to know that's normal. That's normal. You're not a bad person for thinking those thoughts. Yeah. And then, however, it's what we do with those thoughts. We can be, we can recognize that we have them and accept them just as they are. But then we can, we can investigate, we can look down, we can drop down into our body. Where am I feeling this in my body? Oh, wow. Maybe if it's a, if it's a parent that I might have anger towards, drop down into my heart space drop down into my wise mind space. Mm-hmm. What's what, what what am I feeling right now? What's going on for me right now? 
ah, oh, this is really hard. It's really hard. It's bringing up things from the past. Let's, let's look at some of the good things about that person. Let's, let's look at some of the things that have been going well that I've been experiencing more recently. And that can balance out some of those heavy feelings. Mm. Yeah, so almost in a way like sort of reframing it and again, still making that space, noticing where it's feeling in your body, but then it could be as well. Yeah, noticing some positive things, or maybe if it's grieving or a relationship, well, look at how much energy I have now to love myself, to put into myself, to explore what I'm interested in, mm -hmm. for one example. Yeah. Yeah. And and with that, that's, that's a lovely... Thing that you said Luke about reframing and making sense of the grief yeah. so we can we very important for us to recognize it allow it just to be there without judgment and also allow those deeper heavier darker emotions to be there yeah. it doesn't make us bad people for having those thoughts and then with that kindness reframing looking at maybe things that we're grateful for. And like you say, I mean, if it's a toxic relationship that the person is grieving, that they've come out of it, they've finished it, but they're grieving the fact that every Saturday morning their partner brought them croissants from the local bakery and a really nice coffee, yeah. and they were really loving on a Saturday morning, and they're grieving that they miss that. Yeah, And then... And then it can be, well, I'm, I'm really grateful for those moments. That was really good. But I, it's very important for me in that situation to look at the facts and remember it was okay in the morning. But once he started drinking in the afternoon, mm. I also remember that I was really unsafe. My children were unsafe. And that one last time where he threatened me. Yeah. I, I, so I'm, I remember the good and I remember that he did love me. However, it wasn't safe for me and my children. And I can now learn to grow and make sense of it. What, what are the gifts that I got out of this? Yeah. It's helped me grow as a human being. It's shown me that I've got the courage to move on from a mm. difficult relationship. And it's giving me the freedom just to have some breathing space. Yeah, I think that's beautiful as well to be grateful <laughs> if we can or even to cultivate some gratitude for what we've learned from that. And even if it was maybe someone that you really loved, like a parent or a friend or a partner, even being grateful just for that experience and maybe what you learned was just true love. Mm. or to be unconditionally held or supported or just that feeling or maybe you loved going for a walk with them going on adventures with them going to the cafe with them <clears throat> all of these things and being even grateful wow now they're gone but what a special time that was and I'm so grateful that I got to got to have that experience with them how special that was yeah and then to be able to also go, and I'm sad, yeah. and I miss them, and that's okay, yeah. and that's a normal human emotion, and and thinking 
it is in the nature of things that we all arise, our, our life, we, we're born into the earth, and then we pass away eventually. Yeah. Hopefully we live a long life. Not everyone is fortunate enough to be able to live a long life. And then one of the next things that can be really helpful around grief is doing something symbolic to help make sense of the grieving but also f for ourselves for example lighting a candle for that person yeah which it could be having a beautiful lavender candle or burning a beautiful essential oil that is 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 uplifting and beautiful and sitting down even in a meditation thinking what am I grateful for about yeah. that person? What are the gifts that they've given me, mm -hmm. that they've brought me? And that has many, many benefits because on one level it helps us slow our breathing down. And when we slow our breathing down, as we know, we become calmer. Yeah. We activate our parasympathetic nervous system. We can rest and relax for a minute and really bathe in the beauty that, that person has brought into our lives. Yeah, and then we may <clears throat> also be able to sort of see it more clearly with less maybe intense emotions, still making space for that emotion, but being able to see more clearly. And I like what you say about just some sort of ritual, whether like whatever that is for you, maybe that's quite an intuitive thing, what would be significant for you in that relationship, but just to create that space creating a sort of a ritual for your grief of that letting go because it is such a letting go process especially with people but as we mentioned it could be moving house and like could be thanking your old house thank you for all the beautiful memories that I had here thank you for all the beautiful times it could also be thank you for the difficult times because I learned so much from them as well and that's made me into the stronger wiser person that I am today and one sort of more thing that I'd like to ask you about as well is like for people that maybe have had some intense grief, maybe they have lost a partner, they have lost a friend, a parent, and there's like that anniversary coming up. Maybe it's their birthday or it's the, the year after they died and it can be maybe normal to feel, feel some tinges or that grief coming back up again and what sort of things... How or what do you recommend for people if they're experiencing that? Oh yeah, that's a great question, Luke. I think one of the first things that I say to clients is having a plan already set in place. So knowing, for example, maybe that I'm a month, two months away from the anniversary of the passing of my loved one, whether it was a pet or a human. Yeah. And having a plan of what, what I would like to do, what would be really significant for me to help me with my grief. And also what they would probably like me to do. Yeah. And, and that can be really lovely to plan it. And it may be that they love the beach or they love the mountains. And planning a family trip to the beach or the mountains... And maybe asking every family member to say something. Because what we know as well is when we grieve with others, 
um, what's the saying? A, a problem shared is a problem halved, yeah. I believe. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and we know from all the science that when we reach out and we, we grieve collectively, we know we're not alone and yeah. there's an interconnectedness and a feeling of supportedness and it's really, really good for us on many levels. Yeah, so that I think that's such an important thing as well that you don't have to do it alone and I mean the science says so clearly people who do live longer, healthier lives, one of the key components of that, especially in the blue zones around the world, which is where people live longer than average, is that really core community aspect which can be coming together, doing things together, doing fun things together, but it can also be grieving together when some someone loses their life or when a big change happens when even a natural disaster occurs like whatever it is when there's this change having the support of others being able to share and something that i find in my own life when i'm in a group like that sharing honestly and others sharing honestly it's like oh wow i'm not the only one like oh what a relief i thought it was just me but actually everyone feels like this wow and it just helps even if you're struggling by yourself maybe to create that space and allow yourself to feel, to feel the emotion, whatever that is, to be in a supportive atmosphere. And that could be going to a group. If, there's, if you know people, I know we're doing some like men's group work, which is for me such a really powerful space or whether that's going to a therapist like yourself a psychologist just someone to talk to to be able to kind of talk through it and process it and just like here's how I'm feeling and it's really hard and just have someone like you say to validate that and be like yeah mm. it is normal to feel that way mm. yeah absolutely really really powerful and and also something else that's really important I think is if the person or, or pet is still alive, if they have a terminal illness, it is about being, asking ourselves, what do I want to do for them? What do I want to stand for around them? Do I, I don't know how much longer they've got, but it might be, I want to make sure if they're a parent, let's say, and they live far away, um, I want to make sure I see them more regularly. Yeah. And just sometimes we might have to sacrifice a weekend or something and, and put more time into seeing them mm. so that we know that we've, we've lived by our beliefs, our values, because living by what we really believe in. And if, if being with family and really supporting a family member in the dying process is a core value, then... It can be really empowering to think, okay, I don't need to do that this weekend. I'll go down and see whoever it is, my yeah. auntie, my mum, my dad, my uncle, whoever it is, my grandma, my grandpa. Yeah. And I'm going to make that time. Yeah. So making that time, making that space, and then you know you're living by your values. And even though it's hard, it's like I know... Maybe there's that feeling, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. Even mm. though I didn't get to go hang out with my friends this weekend, even though I didn't maybe get a, a rest this weekend, like I feel 
this is this was the right thing for me to do to yeah. create that time and that space. Yes. Yeah. And obviously there's a balance. There's a balance in all of this. We don't want to overdo it. We don't want to over turn up at whoever's house it is every <laughs> yeah. you know, every second day and they're like, What? But there is a balance and also filling our own emotional tank. So so knowing that we're not depleting ourselves in the process as well. Yeah. And like we've said in other podcasts, making sure we look after ourselves, put the oxygen mask on ourselves first, eat good food, go for walks, do meditations, dancing, singing, writing a song, doing painting, making music, whatever, whatever really gives us that relaxation, that downtime, that, that fills our tank. Yeah. Cooking a meal or whatever it yeah, is, very that, important. That way of kind of expressing that emotion, whether it's through song, through, whether it's through sitting down and meditating, whether it's through writing, cooking, exercise, or whatever, that we could go on and on, whatever works for you. But just, yeah, knowing that, <clears throat> like, also, it's not here forever and it's this beautiful teaching and it's this beautiful reminder of maybe how important this part of our life was, this person, this pet, this place or this thing, how important that was and that we learned so much from it and it's had such a deep impact. And so really seeing that, acknowledging that and as we talked about being grateful for that. And so to kind of sum up the important points I feel from this podcast is that Grief is a completely normal process. You're allowed to feel it. And actually, it's really important to validate your emotions, allowing yourself to feel it. And as we've talked about in the self-compassion podcast, that probably anyone in this situation would feel the same way. And also to recognize, recognize our grief, acknowledge our grief, and then investigate our grief. And then that could be reframing as well wow I'm so grateful for as I said for this thing person place experience whatever it was and as you mentioned Jane creating maybe a ritual around that letting go process that grieving process which could be lighting a candle doing a meditation doing some breathing like supporting your own nervous system and supporting yourself as you grieve or it could be going on a holiday to somewhere that you liked somewhere that they liked if they're not still here making a plan if there's like this anniversary this date maybe it was their birthday the, the year after they've died two years five years ten years making that plan supporting yourself yeah and reaching out for help when yes. you need it connecting with others yeah like we said a problem shared is a problem halved speaking to someone it could be a friend family member psychologist therapist whoever it is that works for you that can listen in maybe a safe space and even your local grief center yeah beautiful awesome so i really hope you enjoyed this episode of the journeys to wellness podcast on understanding and transforming grief maybe taking a few tools away to support you in your own journey through grief or through any of these difficult emotions or changes that you might experience in your life see you next week on the journeys to wellness podcast